0: It's around the house.
1: But how do you know? So when you go in and you're like, all right, I got my discount, I'm going in. How do you know it's not going to be a plot?
0: You don't know until you get rent. to the counter. Got it. Yeah. Now, here's the rub. This is where Tommy had a problem. And I, and I can understand where he's coming from. Because he's a contractor. He spends thousands, probably tens of thousands knowing Tommy at Home Depot. I mean. Maybe even more than that, because he does a big remodeling job listen to this jargon speak here. Eligible participants receive a $400 maximum annual discount, which resets each calendar year. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you coming. This
1: is Around the House.
0: Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B., we talk about home improvement every single week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hey, Caroline, how are you? Hello, hello, everybody. We've got a fun show here, and this one is going to start out with an interesting one. It's a question from one of our, our listeners. And uh, this is from my buddy Tommy from Rivard Remodeling. He owns Rivard, Rivard Remodeling in uh, the Tri-Cities. If you're listening on the radio, that's 610-KONA. And he is a contractor out there. And he's also a veteran, which is really cool. But he fired off to me going, what happened to my veterans discount at Home Depot? I'm like, what do you mean? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Of course, we love helping veterans out here. So it was like, okay, yes, what do you got? Do. And he's like, well, they changed their program and I lost my discount. So I went, huh. So I reached out. So I dove into this. He said that uh, you know his complaint was that he... Had already used more than their limit on the veterans discount for the year. And you had to sign up online and do all this different stuff.
1: What was the original discount that he got? So
0: forever, it's been a 10% off for veterans and their families. So spouse, for instance, okay. you know, veteran, veteran wife or husband or whatever. Nice. So good program. So I reached out to uh, Home Depot and Lowe's and started getting a hold of their media people. Got a hold of them because I wanted to be fair to Home Depot and Lowe's and find out what the exact program was and why they're doing it. Hmm. I reached out and they were really cool. Uh, both of them were really fairly easy to work with. Took a little while to get, because I'm sure I'm not the only media person trying to get a hold of them, right? I reached out to Home Depot first because I wanted to get what what the story was. So sure. they said they re. This is the official Home Depot statement, and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. But they said, really, they had to rebuild their program because it was meant for in-store purchases, and they hadn't really revised it since they had been doing online sales. And it was causing a problem where veterans were having a hard time trying to show their veterans benefits online when people are online to get that discount. And so they were having struggles with it. So they created a new online program so you could register and create your own login. That's not really where the rub was for Tommy. The issue was that if you read through their program and they have it on their website, so they're not trying to hide anything. First off, who's eligible for their military discount? So it's, this was actually a bigger list than I thought, Carolyn. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, right? You go, cool. Huh? But it also covers Space Force, United, uh, National Oceanic, and an Atmospheric Administration. So NOAA, the weather people. Mm -hmm. U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps, which I didn't even know. Mm. And, of
1: course, National Guard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. So this military discount is the current spouse of an eligible service member who is enrolled in their system. And I'm like, cool. Covers more people than I thought. But now here's where the rub comes in, I think. How much can I save on the Home Depot military discount? Military discount applies to 10% off price of Select in-stock purchases made by eligible participants. So sounds like okay. not special orders, and select, which means select in-store purchases. I get this. I want to explain this. Wait, out read that, that to me
1: again. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Read that back okay. to me again. It was right. that legal jargon? It threw me.
0: I know it is. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta dissect <laughs> this. And this is why I wanted to talk about it, not just do like a a, a, a paragraph post. The military discount applies 10% off the price of select in-stock purchases made by eligible participants. Now, there are things that happen out there in retail sales. For instance, there are things called map pricing. You know, Caroline, you go, you jump on, and maybe you're looking for a smart home device or an appliance. You're like, why is everybody down to the same penny on the price? Mm
1: -hmm. No matter where you go,
0: it's like, doesn't matter if I go to Costco, if I go to Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, wherever you're going, it's always the same it's price. It's
1: 19
0: dollars Right? It's exactly the same. <laughs> that is because most likely that company has MAP pricing, which is the minimum advertised price. So what they do is these companies try to protect their dealers, especially with appliances, which, of course, Home Depot carries. I have seen retailers that have had salespeople, like large appliance stores, not chains, but you know, you, a lot of Metro areas have right. that a name brand appliance store. That's around at you know, 10 locations around your area or whatever. Right. I have seen many times, like more than a dozen times over the years in certain markets across the country that I'm aware of where a couple of salespeople were selling or discounting things below that price and mm-hmm. they lost Ability Their ability to buy those appliances, Yes, they, they shut them down for, they usually shut them down for 30 days, then it's 90, then it's 180, then it's six months, and then they close it. Of course, every policy is different. So that's what that is. So I, I get that they're going to look at, you know, maybe a Samsung washing machine or something. Ah, we honestly can't sell that any cheaper, even with a military discount. I get it.
1: But how do you know? So when you go in... And you're like, all right, I got my discount. I'm going in. How do you know it's not going to be applied?
0: You don't know until you get to the counter. You got it. Yeah. Now here's the rub. This is where Tommy had a problem, and I and I can understand where he's coming from, because he's a contractor. He spends thousands, probably tens of thousands, knowing Tommy at Home Depot every year. Maybe even more than that, because he does a big remodeling job. Listen to this jargon speak here. Eligible participants receive a $400 maximum annual discount, which resets each calendar year. So once you've bought $4,000 worth of stuff, right? And you've gotten your $400 discount. Mm -hmm. There's no more discount. It's gone. Mm.
1: That doesn't sound like a lot.
0: Now that could be between you and of course, your spouse. So if your spouse bought $2,000 of the stuff and you bought $2,000 of the stuff, it shuts off at 400. Isn't that mm-hmm. interesting? So
1: $4,000 isn't a, a lot for a year. I mean, it's just not to me. That's, you know, you could spend that. I've gone through that
0: store and spent more than $4,000 at the register there before. Pretty easy to do, you know, when you're doing a big project. So, and I'm not even a contractor. So if he's doing it, you know, that's where it is. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So then, of course, I went, okay. And they were not apologetic about it. They just went, here's our new policy. I said, okay. So then I reached out to Lowe's. And here's what Lowe's said. I'm just going to read it right from the email. Lowe's honors our U.S. military community every day by offering a 10% military discount for active duty military veterans and their spouses. Lowe's everyday military discount is available in-store and online on thousands of products with no annual limit on eligible full-price purchases.
1: Hey, back that okay. up again. See, they throw that legal jargon though. That last statement threw me. What does that
0: mean? So, so I'm going <laughs> to dive in here and get this again. So, their military discount covers the exact same people as Home Depot. So, we got NOAA, U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, same groups. Uh, and they put another little caveat on there that says dishonorably discharged veterans aren't eligible. They have a little bit better on their website where it says, is there anything my military discount can't be applied to? And so they say the military discount can only be applied to eligible purchases. It applies to most full price products. It cannot be used on any sale item or with any other discount. So you can't get like your Lowe's 5% off everyday discount card thing with that, or you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. It cannot be applied to major appliances, which we talked about. Commodities. Which is electrical cable, electrical wire, dimensional lumber, plywood, OSB, which oh. I get because sometimes really? in this, here's another secret. Here's another secret of these homeowners, of this stuff. If you go buy wire at Lowe's or Home Depot, right? They're selling that below cost many times.
1: Of course, of course. And they know you're going to do an impulse buy wire, right? You're going to buy a gazillion other things while you're in there too
0: because the rest of the electrical components in a home center have such a huge markup, it gets crazy. Now, when we come back, I want to dive into some of the details on this because this is where it makes a big difference. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. (laughs) Bless you. Uh, Man, you have been fighting. You've been fighting allergies for a month or two now.
1: What's going on? I don't know. I think I've got mold. You've got mold in my building well you
0: guys had all the flooding and stuff i'm not surprised you should go to examineer.com and see what you've got in that air so that way you might be able to deal with it because you've been doing this for a long time
1: yeah i need to figure it out you're right examiner.com i'll go there
0: go to examiner.com hey i'm rudy wade and you're listening to around the house with eric g and caroline b listen to my music to improve your home Me thinking about the day we move along. Welcome back to the Around the House show. where We've been talking home improvement every single week. Thanks for joining us. Well, Caroline and I have been sitting here talking about um, trying to help out some veterans out there because there's been some debate on the box store military discounts. And Home Depot just did a major change, which has angered a few veterans out there. And we wanted to kind of try to unpack that and help people understand what the discounts are nationally for like Lowe's and Home Depot. There's a lot of other stores out there that have discounts, but we wanted to. It's confusing. It is. It is. It's confusing. So to go back.
1: They use legal jargon to confuse us. Yeah,
0: you know, it's, <laughs> it's splitting hairs on some of this stuff. But, but here's what happens. And we were starting, I had to go out to break here. It, you know, for instance, at Lowe's, it says it cannot be applied to major appliances, you know, and commodities, which is electrical wire and cable, dimensional lumber, plywood, OSB. And a lot of that time is because, like I was saying, is that stuff gets it gets really sold at a low margin, like 10 percent on the lumber stuff. They are probably not making 10 percent on it because they're trying to get people.
1: Right. They're giving away in the store and they give away some products because it balances out with the higher end products that have higher markup. And we all do this. Like I run a business. And when I used to sell a lot of the detergent products, the markup was so minimal. It was really, we were giving them away for free when people ordered them, but we were hoping they'd order other things when they come in to, you know, purchase from it's us. It's right? standard so that's the whole game.
0: retail loss leader program, right? All right. This is what we're going to get people into doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like uh it's like a gas station that's selling fuel. And then they got the mini Mart inside and you're paying way more than you would at the grocery store in the mini Mart, but they're giving the gas away as, as cheap as they can to, to get you to buy some more stuff inside there. Same kind of concept any it, it doesn't cover uh, like gift cards and and installations or you know some of the tool rentals and labor delivery shipping stuff like that seems pretty reasonable for that so i think you know home depot doesn't really spell that out over there lowes does a pretty good job of spelling out what what would be covered and what's not so that seemed pretty reasonable but they don't have as far as their website and what they told us in the in the email they don't have a limit so if Tommy's running into that yeah. limit over there at 400 bucks of total discount, guess what? I'm sure he's going to start going over to Lowe's and go, Hey, you know, cause 10% is a big deal for a contractor. If he's going in there every single week, Absolutely, that's a lot of money, you know? Absolutely. And if he could pull out his, if he could pull out that discount card and uh, use that discount that he worked so hard to get. Uh, and I believe he was Marine Corps. Sorry, Tommy, if I'm wrong, but uh, you know, it's one of those things that, um, I think that's a big deal. And then here's the differences. So go
1: ahead. This is, oh, wait, hold on. So I'm confused. So so one, how do they show that's military discount that they can get it? Do they have to bring their card with them? What is the, what makes you able to get it?
0: Great question. So how's here, here's how it works. So with Home Depot, you have to jump online or on the app and fill out, and provide them with the required information they have there and you do that once right you go through and then you have the account so you can just give them your account information and they have it stored in the computer so you can do it once and not have to grab out your information every single time you do it okay so that's easy okay. so with Lowe's, the system you know they have yeah. a thing on the q a thing on their website says do i need to verify my military status every time i make a purchase they said no but you'll have to show your valid photo id to use your military discount to make sure it's being used or your spouse. So you get accessible forms of ID or valid driver's license, state federal issued ID card, department of defense ID card or passport. So you just have to show your ID and say it. You don't have to go through and say, Oh, I served here during this time or whatever. So there's, that's Mm -hmm. how you do that. And then here's the key though. This is where, if you think you're going to go in there and, and pretend to be a veteran when you're not, this is where the problem is. Lowe's partners with a trusted third party verification service that checks and verifies the information you provide against private and secure data sources. So if you go in there and mm-hmm. lie to Lowe's and say, Oh yeah, I'm a veteran. They're going to look at it and go, uh yeah. Nope. Next.
1: Our listeners don't nope. do that,
0: but there's always somebody out in the crowd someplace that thinks they're going to take advantage of those things.
1: Right. Bad, bad guy. Shame, shame.
0: No, it's shame, shame, big. It's no different than the guy standing out in the corner in the uh, fatigue saying that he's in the military and he needs holding up the sign to give him money and he bought that at Goodwill or something. You know what I mean? So I've seen that too. And that's that's horrible as well. You know, I don't like anybody out there that is uh, pretending to be a veteran when they have not earned that right to do it.
1: So I'm going to call it on this is that if you are um, currently serving or a veteran, it sounds like you want to go to Lowe's. I mean, no offense. I don't mean to throw Home Depot into the bus, but I, I'd be going to Lowe's, yeah. right?
0: You know, I, and, and Lowe's knows this, by the way, because if you go onto their Honor Our Military thing, right across the top banner, they are not, they're not making friends at Home Depot with this. It says, everyday military discount, our appreciation is limitless.
1: Yeah. So they're, they're Home Depot, they're you need to a, step yep, it they're up. Taking a swipe at them out
0: with no annual limit. They're just, you know, come on over and see us, veterans. That's what Lowe's is doing. So hats off to Lowe's for uh, doing that correctly and uh, not limiting that. And, you know, I, I, I like to see these guys giving back. Lowe's does a really good job. I mean, you, you can walk through the store and see the veterans that they hire, right? They've got the vests on that are in the, you know, camo fatigues or whatever branch of service they're in i like that with them mm-hmm. that the different colored vests you can see up and go oh wow that guy's former army that guy's you know coast guard that guy's whatever it is i think that's pretty cool and uh to see that discount i uh i appreciate that for them so uh,
1: very interesting this was a good story see i learned something Granted, I'm not a veteran, but you know, I,
0: yeah, uh, it's one of those things that I thought this was going to be a real quick and easy one, but I mean, it, to be honest, to reach out, um, it took me, and again, there's a lot of people reaching out to these guys from the, from the media. So, I mean, it took, this was something I thought three weeks ago we'd have a quick and easy answer to, and it's taken a while to get back and forth with these guys and, and get it. So, uh, I thought it, you know, like always, I want to verify our sources and make sure that we get the right information so we can talk about sure. it once and and be 100% correct. But uh, for any
1: more details on this. shop job. Look at Eric. Hey. Uh, Mr. Investigative Reporter. I wanted to find out. Stepping up for around the house. I like it.
0: <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to dive into this one because when somebody asks for help and says, hey, can you believe this? And he was pretty fired up and he could tell that he had gotten home from uh home from the store and had been denied and was like, what is going on? And of course I commented when, Hey man, what's going on on social media? And it's, he was fired up. So I I don't blame him. I don't blame him when things change. So.
1: They deserve it. I mean, they serve our country. You can give them a 10% discount. I'm sorry.
0: I think that's perfectly fine. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. So we're going to talk about some of the subject here now that we've kind of got a bow wrapped around that one. And, of course, you can go over to their websites at Home Depot and Lowe's and, and dive into the details over there. They've got a whole thing on it. But uh, coming up here in the next, you know, two segments, Caroline, you and I were talking about storing big things. And I'm not talking about, like, furniture or something like that. We were talking about what happens if you want to. Oh, that too. Oh, well, yeah
1: we never thought of that we're thinking we're thinking boats but rvs furniture is true look at all the stuff you have to store that outdoor furniture it gets big it does umbrellas
0: exactly all right we come back we're going to talk more about storage here just as soon as around the house Hey, guys, you're listening to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. I'm Zeke Sky, and I'm going to show you how to shred it out while you're building it up. Welcome back to the Around the House show. For all you guys out there that are not listening on the podcast, all of you radio listeners out there, we really appreciate you. And we're across the country now. I mean, we're in some big cities across the U.S., of course. Our legacy stations, you know, here where I live in the Pacific Northwest, where we've been on the air for, you know, 34 years now on the radio, um, mm. you know, Seattle, Portland, Tri-Cities, those are all big areas here in the Northwest. But, you know, we go across the country, you know, we're in um, places like Reading, PA, we're down in Las Vegas, you know, mm. we're all throughout the Midwest, down in uh, Houston, yeah. Actually, right? Uh, Houston and Austin, Eastern. Uh, Western Texas, Western Texas, because there's small towns out there, but they reach most of that area out there. So we've got most of most of that half of Texas covered. So we've got a lot of really great stations out there. So if you're trying to find us on a radio station, your area, you can send us a message over around the and we'll uh, try to get you lined up. Or if your favorite station that you listen to isn't carrying us, call into that program director and say, hey, how do we get around the house? And then we will work with them when yeah. they request us to. Uh,
1: we want to yeah, help you. Yeah. We can help you make your house paradise. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's the fun part. So, what we were talking about, as we went out to break this last time, we were talking about, you know, storing big stuff. And of course, I was giving you hell about the uh, storage <laughs> unit,
1: but that's where. It's costing me $15,000.
0: Yeah, $15,480 doing some simple. That's money. a lot it of money. Up.
1: It adds up. And I, if that's even correct, I think it might be more than that. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Downing. Well, Vinny, turn the radio off. You're not know, listening to this. So, anyway, <laughs> like, for instance, my brother, you know, he collects Airstream trailers, vintage ones that are, you know, worth some significant money. And the problem is, is where he lives, there is all this heat that comes in the summer sun. It's out in the desert. So, you know, the sun does crazy damage to to interior fabrics and wood and stuff like that. So he wanted to build a garage that will hold two Airstream trailers, which we did.
1: I was talking about your brother today, actually, when I was at the rental RV place, because we were looking at Winnebago and they had rentals and we were just checking them out. And so I described your brother and what happened and they were amazed at the story.
0: We wanted to build a a garage for this that would be suitable for that, which means you got to have you know, almost commercial sized doors because it's not like a little nine by seven garage door you're going to roll an Airstream in. So you've got to be able to have no. a large building. So we built that. But here's some of the things that you run into when you're building these large buildings, even on the initial permitting side. In many areas, you run Permits. into some zoning issues or HOA issues. He didn't have an HOA issue, but because we had to have a 12 foot high ceiling in that garage. So he could get it in there, Mm -hmm. maybe stand up on top, work on it. You know what I mean? You didn't want to be jammed up against the ceiling. Mm -hmm. If he was Mm going to do some polishing or work, you want to have work to, you know, room to work. Many areas in residential developments, you might not be able to build that in there because they don't want to. Uh, a ten foot high garage door going into the garage because it looks like a commercial building. So that's yeah. one issue. True. The second issue is is that sometimes zoning gets a little wacky on that, and it's because one they don't want you many times running a, a commercial business out of that space. The second one is is that when you want to condition a space, like if he wanted to put in like a mini split heating and cooling system in there to keep it from freezing in the winter time or getting, Mm -hmm. you know, above 120 degrees inside there.
1: Condition.
0: Now you have to build it like it's going to be a residence. So now you got to put the, the insulating foam under the concrete. You have to insulate the walls and all of a sudden drywall, all the normal things that you would do to build like a room that would be conditioned space. And then you have to be careful is because sometimes that tax assessor might want to call that a livable space then. And now for that huge garage, you know, let's say you're building a, a, you know, a a 36 by 38 garage. All of a sudden they want to tax you on almost 1,400 square feet of house, right? I'm hitting it again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're always getting that. So these are things you got to be
0: careful with.
1: Money, money. And I'll be
0: honest, unless you live out in the sticks someplace, this is something... When you build something that big, you are going to have to pull permits on that. We talked about that a few weeks ago, but that's something you're going to get nailed on. I want to see that happen. And I and I've seen people out in the country get it no problem, but it could come back and bite you one day but plan that out correctly.
1: What's the best alternative then if you need additional space? Because if you don't live in a big home, maybe you don't only have a single garage, maybe you don't have a garage. What, I mean, is a shed the best thing to do? What's the least headache that's going to give you the most space and the most value for your money?
0: You know, if you do the, and this is not a tough shed commercial or one of those guys, but really that is actually going to be one of your most likely, unless you go crazy with it, that's going to save you money long-term. Like we talked about your storage unit. If 10 years ago, you would have spent five grand or seven grand or eight grand to have somebody build you a storage shed in the back that was the size of your storage unit, you'd be ahead. You probably could have built two of them.
1: And we laugh because I do have a shed. So my shed's full. No,
0: t- but sometimes you can put two of them. Maybe you can put one out there and have another one that's over on the other side of the house that's got the, you know. No,
1: I definitely need a new, yeah. a new one. One for my zero turn Ah, radius. Ah, there you go. Solar.
0: (laughs) Battery battery (laughs) power soon to be, hopefully, one day. Solar. So really, think about that. That's kind of where that shed is, of course, going to be the easiest one and the most cost-effective because you never own that storage unit. I know some people that have three storage units
1: filled with crap. And they have a lot. Oh, my gosh. And they move from, like, a family, so they were maybe – Maybe they had a family and then they were divorced and then they put all that extra stuff in. They've got like lives in storage units. So think about this.
0: If you've got three of those units, you know what I mean? Even if you're spending like you, let's say that's 400 bucks a month, you know, over a decade, that's $48,000. Mm. Oof! And I guarantee you probably don't that's have $48,000 worth of stuff in that. No. And of course, some of it's going to be sentimental. But that's right. where you start thinking at it, going, "Man," and I know some of you guys out there that are owners of storage buildings are swearing at me right now.
1: They could have put an addition. Yeah,
0: Forty-eight thousand bucks, you can yeah. build a heck of a garage out there yourself as a DIY project. So that's that's something to think about. Something to think about when it comes into this stuff. But really, I mean, I have done with clients before. We have done some very large storage buildings with even living spaces in them when you, when you have the way to permit those, because one of the things we're seeing now in zoning across the United States is that ADU or the granny flat, right. Or that rental place that you can put mm-hmm. out back is much more likely to be allowed than it was five or 10 years ago. So maybe what you do instead is you build that garage back there and you put on the side of it or on the second floor, a living space up there and maybe you rent that out or maybe, maybe it's for the kids going to college or it's for grandma or somebody like that, or, or one of those things, it's maybe on the side of the building. All of a sudden that could be almost a paying thing that would pay for that down the road. So it could be actually a revenue generator. So that could save you some money and give you a place to store stuff. And that money you're putting into something that has value. So as it grows and increases in value, because traditionally real estate does that, that could save you some money,
1: and ladies, you can make it into a she shed.
0: There you go. Oh, I've I've seen I know guys that have built large garages out back, and some girls. So I can't just say guys, and they've put the loft up above, and that's the that's where yeah, the pool it's, table it's goes. Party. That's where the table, video game machines, the the bar, bar
1: the keg holder. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's great,
0: and you can be. And here's what I like about that is that you can be out there enjoying that space it's loud maybe obnoxious maybe somebody's lighting up a cigar and it's not inside your house
1: oh it's great and when you fight with your spouse one of you can it's go sleep out there house. Angry and mad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right we come back caroline let's dive into a few more storage ideas i've got i've got some fun stuff here that we should think about we'll do that just as soon as around the house returns
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Ari Camin from Steven Ablo's band. And you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. and the beautiful Caroline.
0: Welcome back to the Around the House show. Now, make sure you're following us on social media. If you're catching us uh, on Facebook or anything, just look for Around the House show. It's a great place to find us there. We're on, uh, geez, what? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Instagram.
1: LinkedIn you can find us. We're
0: out there. And then uh, for the podcast, make sure if you're a podcast listener to make sure you click that subscribe button or uh, download, make sure you got all those things in there so uh, you can get notified because on the radio, we have our show here that we do, but we also have that midweek special where we get a little more unhinged and unscripted. Not that this is scripted, but we just have a good time. And uh, hopefully that gets uh, entertaining talking about the crazy stuff we have going on in our lives. Right.
1: Yeah. So tune yeah. in. We're on what? How many networks? 35? 35. Uh, 35 networks 30, yeah, 34
0: because Facebook quit doing podcasts. So yeah, 34, 35, something like that. So you can find yeah, us Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've been talking about trying to store big stuff. And one of the things that I've seen, and this is where where, again, it's another one of those interesting things, like for me, what I'm going to do with my garage, I have a standard two-car garage. And of course, I'm out here right now in my studio doing this show, which means I
1: can't put a car in here, right? Yeah. So the question to our audience, do you park your car in the garage? I want to know. I hope people call it, you know, yeah. Yeah. contact us because I want to know. I've got my opinion that you shouldn't. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I, And I get what you're doing because – The house is never sealed off correctly from the garage inside. So when you start the car up or pull the car in, you've got plenty of of stuff that you're introducing inside your house.
1: All in your fabrics, in your carpeting, and and that's all carcinogenic. So to me, the attached garage is just a health handicap to you. So if you're breathing that in year after year, it's not a good place to be. So I'm a detached garage girl, but people will argue with me and that's okay.
0: Personally, like the, attached garage for ease of use. But I see why you like it for the healthy, healthy reasons as well for the detached. That's why they did
1: it. Right. I mean, they did it for convenience. So you didn't have to go out in the cold and bring your groceries in or carry things in. And I get that concept and they got that concept in Canada to all our Canadian listeners. But in Canada, they did a lot of studies basically showing the damage that these types of chemicals can do to our um, you know, systems and basically their carcinogens and they saw an increase in lymphomas with attached garages. So now they've required ventilation and they're trying to go back to, a, I think more of a detached model. Yeah.
0: So what I'm going to do at my house is because I have what I call the small two car garage. I mean, it has the 16 by seven garage door, but there's not, you know, a lot of space on either side of that door. When you look at the garage, there's, you know, 18 inches or whatever. So there's not a, it's not a big garage. And then I have this carport that was added on legally down the road. That is a extra wide, kind of like a car and a half carport. Right. So that's, that's there. nice. Yeah. But I think I'm going to tear all of that down. I think I'm going to take out really? the garage, leave the one wall up against the house Tear all of that down. And then I'm going to build up because I want a taller ceiling in my garage because I have an eight foot ceiling in the garage. I want a 10 foot at okay. least ceiling in the garage because in one of the bays, and it's going to be a three car garage. So I won't have the carport. One of the bays, I want to mm-hmm. put a lift in it so I can put a car on in the lift because we're going to have a couple classic cars. So I want to be able to put one car in the lift. Put it up and pull another car into it, so in one bay, I can have mm. two cars. then when I want to service one of those cars
1: and you could, I can work on it yeah, you can work on it, and you could make that the third out, right, so if mm-hmm. you have three bays, make it the farthest one Correct. away. so it's it's kind of detached yeah it's you know? way out there and then
0: you know uh, and then when I do that, I'm also going to build a carport outside so that we can have our vehicles out there. And then, you know, I'll have the workshop and everything else inside, but that's what I'm going to do. I want that extra couple feet just so I can do that. And then of course we'll probably put some bedrooms and do an addition on at the same time. So we'll have that across the top of that. We'll have that be a, uh, a conditioned space up there for our bedrooms and stuff.
1: See, but that's where you have to watch. Cause now you've got a garage with a bedroom on top and you're sleeping there, breathing in everything you're yeah. storing. So you need ventilation. You're going to have to put some sort of ventilation system in that. Well, I want it to be
0: its own conditioned space as well. So that's where, of course, I'll have to do like a mini split in an ERV or something to make sure that I'm always bringing fresh Mm -hmm. stuff in there. It's not going to be something that I'm starting the car up every morning and driving to work or something like that, where you're starting the car up and it takes you 10 seconds to get the car and park out of park into reverse and out and, you know, those kind of things. So that's not going to happen Mm -hmm. in that kind of space, but Still, yeah, there'll be a car running when I'm moving stuff around.
1: And you're storing all your chemicals and your your work stuff, and you know all of that stuff is contributes to VOCs. So yeah, you need ventilation, but you can do oh,
0: it. Yeah, no, it can be done. So that's kind of my thought. And to do that, you know, I've seen some crazy garages over the years. I've had one where uh, so you pull up and it's a, a single car garage or a double car garage. I got a an old buddy of mine. He's got the double car garage. Their basement goes under the garage. So they took Kirby. it was wild. So what they did is they took, you know, a two by eight floor and they stacked them all side by side as one floor plank and then poured concrete over it. So it's like a two by eight hmm. beam the whole length of the garage. They just stacked them up <laughs> side by side, poured the concrete over the top of that. And that's the ceiling of the basement, Interesting. which I'd never seen that before. Mm. I mean, I was like, wow, that's cool. But if you had access to the garage back there, you could almost make the, the basement underneath that another garage bay if you could pull around to the back, you know, or a workshop. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's cool. Uh, I've seen lots of people uh, take that unfinished basement and make that their wood shop. But here's the problem with that. You are introducing so much dust into your house.
1: Yeah, don't do that, people. I've got too many clients that like to do woodworking in the house. And let me tell you, you have to do this under proper conditions they always end up making their spouse sick, the kids sick, and they're not even thinking about it. They're just down there staining and woodworking and sanding. And before you know it, you're visiting me. <laughs> to have your air quality analyzed. Right? It's just
0: one of those things you got to be careful with because any of that stuff, I mean, it's tough enough doing it as a remodeling project, but I do not recommend making the basement, the wood shop. And it's so cost, it's not cost effective because all the stuff you would have to try to do to make that a healthy situation, you could probably build a, a, a shed out back for less money by the time you try to encapsulate that basement to not get that stuff upstairs. It's just not cost
1: effective. We have to do a show about that at some point because I'm thinking about my clients and people who get sick in homes. And so it's woodworking, people who do mm-hmm. art at home. So a lot of the oil paintings hair salons are a big thing in houses. Now you'd be so shocked how many people do hair in their home. And can you imagine the amount of chemicals that you have with that? I hadn't
0: thought about that. Yeah. so
1: Interesting spaces. You know, you're
0: doing all those, all those hair treatments and stuff. That's probably not the best chemicals. Mm -hmm. My guess you deal with that more than me, but, uh, yeah, I could see yeah. that. I hadn't thought about hair salons. That's another one of those. You go, ooh, ouch, that could be.
1: That's a hot thing now. I've seen a lot of my clients have ha- put a hair salon. And also, if you're in media, like Eric and I are, mm-hmm. a lot of people, believe it or not, in my basement, I have a section where I have all hair, like hair and makeup. So you can go down mm-hmm. there and do whatever you need to do. Yeah. So it's more and more common. You know, people are doing podcasting at home or video videos and you need to do that stuff.
0: Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, that's again one of those things that, uh, and you know, with, with woodworking, the stains are the worst part. I mean, w- one you've got wood, but here's one thing I want you to think about when you're doing that space down there. And I know we've gotten a little bit off the storage of big things here, but some of the woods out there are very toxic. When you get into those specialty hardwoods, yeah. hardwoods, there are woods out there that you better be wearing a respirator if you're cutting and sanding on it because you could get really sick because it's poisonous. Now you're gonna put a stain and everything else over the top of it and a finish, but there are some of those exotic hardwoods but you, you gotta be very careful with. Interesting.
1: See? I learned something. See, I thought yeah. Plus you have high levels of formaldehyde yep. in wood. Yep. But but again, going back to big ticket items, you know, keeping these, you know, all the all the equipment you need to do woodworking in your house. They're not small things. Well you need a big space yeah, for We're gonna have
0: to go out here and wrap this show up here in a minute, but it's funny. So I want, when I watched Top Gun Maverick, right. And Tom Cruise is in there in his living space and I'm not giving anything away to the movie. If you haven't seen this movie yet, that was always my dream bachelor pad was to get an old airplane hangar or commercial building, pull in my Airstream trailer, have my cars there, have some, you know, almost like Jim Rockford, have the trailer there, Uh, sitting there and living in that space and uh, have a place to live, but have the commercial building where I could work on my cars and and toys and projects. All right, Carolyn, I hear the music. You know what that means. We got to roll.
1: Have a good week, everyone. Have a
0: great week. I'm Eric G
1: and I'm Caroline
0: B and you've been listening to around Around the the house.